Hey, this is Phil Yano with the Tech After Five podcast, where we help you, the tech professional or tech entrepreneur, move the ball forward, whatever that is for you. So sometimes that is, how do I advance my career and find that next thing? And sometimes we are talking to you about the business that you are building. But the thing is about that whole business thing on the entrepreneur side, I mean, as a professional, you know, you might even have a side hustle and we could be appealing to you for that as well, right? So we'd like to think that every episode is helpful. And I think that they are especially helpful because I bring my pal Scott Pfeiffer in here with me and uh, he's here even today. Hey, Scott. Hey, Phil. Thanks a lot. It's great to be here as always. Scott, I mean, I think you're the, you know, I could say you're the grand poobah of strategy business consulting, but you might have another title for yourself there. I don't know what you ever, whatever you think about. And I ask that because I'm thinking about titles for myself, you know. I like Taipan. <laughs> I like that. That's, you know, it, it also foreign, you know, exotic. Yes. And yeah. uh, it means chief, right? Yeah. Big leader. Yeah. Chief. Yeah. He's the big, he's the big yeah. guy. Um, excellent. Well, as big leader of your thing, and of course, pal and helping me out with uh, this, you know, Scott, I mean, I think one of the things I wanted to talk about today is kind of getting ready for whatever our reset is for 2021 or thinking about whether we're business career side hustle, whatever we've got going on, but how do we kind of, um, get ourselves, get our heads out of 2020 and into 2021, right? And we just like that because we like the idea of being able to kind of do a little, it's not really a reboot. We're not reinventing ourselves all the time. We're just kind of steering the ship in one way or another. And we might, there might be opportunity in front of us and we might have to get, get rid of some of the stuff that's behind us. And I thought we would talk about that a little bit today. Yeah. Paying a little bit of attention to what's happening, right? So looking back at 2020, and acknowledging it and seeing what lessons we learned and then shifting our focus forward to 2021 and what opportunities are there and what we're planning on getting done and how we're planning on incorporating the lessons of 2020 into what we do in 2021, right? Yeah. You know, I think, you know, in that paying attention moment, I might even be uh, Marie Kondoing my intentions a little bit. Hey, dude, this was a great idea and we had some fun together, but, you know, kind of done with that for right now or it's not working as well as I'd hoped and I think I'm going to do something else with my time. So I think there's a little bit of that, don't you? Well, sure, right. It comes back to that autom automate, delegate, delete, right? Right. <laughs> some stuff is going to get deleted <laughs> right here, right now, right here, right, right now. Um uh, yeah, I think that's just that bit. So there's some stuff that wasn't working. And the thing is, you know, as we talk to folks, I mean, on our calls, we see people in the spaces that we're working in. I mean, we can see that there's a, there's a, there's an opportunity. There, there is an opportunity to be shed of a little bit of the weight we were carrying or just to move around in some of our ideas. Well, I think that's right. You know, so I think different people learned different lessons from 2020, depending on your business or you. I, you know, some people I work with learned that they can carry on their business in a remote way and that going back to an office is an overhead expense that is unnecessary and that they like working with a remote or distributed workforce. And they've learned those lessons and they can go into 2021 with those kinds of ideas on how do they build on that. Others learned that they really can't, that it was very hard 
working remotely and they're working on how do I get back in a safe way? How do I get people vaccinated? How do I make sure the workforce is safe while we work together in a space, right? Because for anyone, if you're trying to get back together in a space because you're trying to improve your efficiency, you have to deal with the business threat that, okay, but one COVID positive person could wipe out my entire workforce and everybody's down for two weeks or a month or whatever. And what's that do to efficiency, right? So there's there's business risk that has to be assessed. And I think for most of 2020, there's just been no hope of a mitigation of that risk, right? Which has grown and grown. It got a little better in the summer and then it's skyrocketed again. And you're just, but now we've got vaccines starting to roll out, herd immunity starting to kick in, numbers are coming down. And maybe by this summer, uh, you know, we'll have that 40% of the people who've been immunized. And if you do need to get back together, you can do so in a more safe way. Uh, and if you want to stay distributed, you learn those lessons. But I think it's, I think you got to go back and unpack 2020 first before you can move on to 2021. Right. So, in, but in that, we're, again, we're kind of unpacking, but we're, but one of the things is we're looking at the stuff. What did we learn from 2020? What are those opportunities? And some of those you just kind of highlighted, right? And we've certainly learned those as well. But I think for anybody, you ought to sit down and say, okay, what did 20, I mean, this is the question you ought to be writing at the top of the piece of paper. What did 2020 teach me about my business, right? What did I learn from my clients? What did I learn from the people working for me? What did I work for, learn from the people that might even be my vendors where that might've been easier or harder for them to deliver, right? But I think there are lessons there and you probably, I mean, we're not gonna spend all our time there, but we wanna make sure that we're learning the lessons that are there for us. Sure, you may have learned lessons about fragile supply chains and the need to have a more robust or resilient uh, supply chain, right? Right. Uh, you yeah. You may have learned lessons about the products or services that you deliver to your customers. Maybe you hit on some new idea that's that's really caught fire and maybe it's an idea that's going to last or maybe it's an idea that was just a short-term thing and you need to go back. You know, maybe you pivoted from making, uh, you know, some kind of alcohol thing to hand sanitizer, Right. Well, oh, that we market's that, still right? going to be there. I don't know, right? You got to assess that. But so what everybody had to make changes in 2020. And I think it's worth sitting down in a clear headspace, hopefully with others to help you think and going through, okay, what did I learn from 2020? What changes yeah. did I make that were good? What changes did I make were bad? How do I fix them? What do I learn? Right. So we we think that's because we want to learn from it, right? And so, you know, we think of this, let me, I'm just going to introduce the, our stoic questions in this bit, right? What did we learn? What could we have done better? You know, were we able to kind of keep our heads about us in that time? And if we didn't, how would we fix that, right? How might we do that for it? But we're going to ask those questions, think about those things, then set them aside and say, here we are right now, right? So we're going to make a transition because here we are in 2021 right now, right? And now it's for us to say, okay, as I sit here and of this moment, acknowledging those things, what opportunities are there for me in 2021 that didn't exist before? or that I simply want to take, I now am ready to take advantage of, right? Yeah, what's my plan for 2021? What am I going to accomplish? 
What are my goals, right? So I learned the lessons of 2020. The purpose of going back over 2020 is not to fix the blame. Right. It's to uh, learn the lessons. It's an after action. You know, in the Army, we used to have things called after action reviews, right? You would, you would do your planning. You would execute your mission. And when the mission was over, you'd have an after action review where you went through and say, okay, what went right? What went wrong? What could we have done better? What did we do that really worked well that we want to do again? And so that I think, especially after 2020, but really any year, I think it's always good to assess the prior year, do an after action review, do it with your staff, do it with your mastermind, um, do an after action review, what worked, what didn't work, you know, what plans did I have that went to pieces? Why did they go to pieces? What, what, how did I improvise to overcome and create something that, wow, that really worked. You know, I might've learned that uh, I have to pay more attention to staff and their needs. I might have learned that I need to do reviews more than once a year. I might've learned that I need to incorporate um, social activities into the teams to keep everybody happy. And maybe I need to continue to do that. Right. Maybe. Right. Uh, so I think it's always good to have that after action review though. The point is not to pin the blame on somebody if 2020 didn't go well for you. The point is to learn the lessons and try to have a better uh, 2021. Right. Yeah. And again, it just depends on the business you're in and how, and how many stakeholders there are in that space. There are opportunities in that. So I think, for example, as an exercise, as you're putting those pieces together from before is to think about who are the, all are the key stakeholders, right? Who are my clients? Who are my vendors? Who are my co-workers or co-conspirators in whatever thing that you're involved in, right? Uh, other stakeholders that might be involved in it. Um, you know, because I think some folks, I'm going to guess that some folks learn things about how they package and deliver their product. The product might have been just fine, but it's how I get it to my customer might have changed entirely, right? I mean, it's super easy to think about sort in the restaurant space, but I got to think that in other places as well, People like, well, I deliver this and my customer still needs this thing or would like to have it. But now there's some new bits of friction between how I deliver it. And I just got to figure out how to get rid of that friction if I can. You know, what are my opportunities for doing something like that? Sure. I mean, we, we talk all the time about eliminating transactional friction as being a good business goal, right? How do I reduce the transactional friction of my customers trying to do business with me or enjoy my product or service? So I think those are lessons because 2020 introduced a lot of transactional friction into everybody's life in every facet, just about. And people came up with clever ways of overcoming that. And some of those lessons maybe will go away once the pandemic subsides, but some of them won't. Right. So I think there are, uh, you know, I read about a, I think it's a donut shop in New York and they never used to have any kind of delivery or takeout. And of course, the pandemic smashed them pretty hard. So they came up with a way to do delivery and take out of their product and their sales actually went up. And, um, you know, the question then is, okay, now that we know how to do it and we can do it profitably and, and, and we have this sort of idea built, once people can come back in, will there still be a market for people who want the convenience of having delivery? And should we continue that? And right. the answer might be yes, but the real point is, you know, there are business gurus out there that tell you what lessons you should have learned from 2020. And there are politicians out there that tell you what lessons people learned from 2020. And they all have their own points of view or their own agendas that they're trying to fulfill. But the truth is, 
almost every business learned different lessons. And you need right. to sit down and really think about your business and what lessons you learned, not just read about it in a magazine. Right. Yeah, that's right. And, it, and it, again, all of those stakeholders probably have something to tell you and you can simply query them. I mean, whether you're asking them just, or you're just remembering, oh, I had this problem and this is how we figure out how to solve it. Or man, we've got this problem and we didn't figure out how to solve it, right? Um, I've saw how, you know, in some businesses, right, it was readjusting staff really made a huge difference, right? There's like, mm -hmm. oh my gosh, you know, now we're delivering through takeout, et cetera. And we really have to have that frontline staff be efficient and capable and build trust because our audience is deciding whether they're going to trust us or not and whether they're going to do business with us, right? Yeah. And I think you can't treat this entirely as a what I call like Renaissance science, right? Which is just a dude sitting under a tree kind of thinking about how it ought to be and what the lessons should have been, but more data. Like, you know, I've got friends who run a game store, Boardwalk, and they have a play area in the back that's dedicated to people being able to come and play. And it's been shut this entire time. They've reopened their retail. First, they went to, you know, drive up, We'd walk out and hand you a game. Now people can come in, but there's only so many time you got to do your hands. But that player has been closed the entire year. Well, this is a great opportunity for them to go look at some data and try and see, do they believe that that play area made them money or cost them money, right? Was it a benefit or was it, did they think it would be beneficial, but they really didn't know and who's going to shut it down for a year to kind of run an experiment, right? Well, they had to run the experiment. So they might as well look at some data and maybe talk to some customers and think about whether, you know, should we reopen that play space when things become better? Is that something that was an advantage to us? Maybe they used to have events there that sold big money and they lost that during the year. And that was a real hit to them. Maybe the cost of it exceeded the value of it. I don't know. Cause I haven't done this with them, but, that's a great example of a way you could look back on 2020, pull some data, think of it as giving you the opportunity to run some experiments you never would have run before um, and make some good decisions going into 2021. Maybe you reopen that space. Maybe you, maybe you make it bigger. Maybe you don't reopen it. You turn it into retail. Maybe you keep it as an events only kind of space. I don't know the answer, but you ought to try to gather as whatever data you can and make that decision. Right. But the point of that being is that there are places for us to do that. We, we we were forced into an experiment. Those are the things that we can learn and or we can learn from, right? Yeah. We ought to be trying to figure those things out. So, I, you know, the last piece of this was really for us to then say, you know, we there were things that we learned from 2020. We hopefully are able to unpack some opportunities that might be something for us in 2021. And then, of course, the the keystone question in this is, you know, am I really clear about who I'm helping and how I'm helping them and what I want that to be in 2021, right? And the thing is, you and I both know, we talk to people all the time, you know, particularly in that small business side, and either they have no clarity on this at all, or they're so diffuse. And by diffuse, I mean, I want to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, you know, and it's basically a you know, it's a supper club that sells golf balls and, 
in crescent wrenches. You know, it's that kind of thing because those are the things they know how to do. So we want you to get a little bit of clarity for your 2021 and realize this is an okay time for you. If you can simplify this, let's get real clear on who you help and how you transform them. Yeah, this is a super common problem, right? You sit down with a with a business owner, an entrepreneur, and and you ask them, uh, especially in the service industry side, um, you know, who do you help and what do you charge? And you either get a complete just blank stare, right? Because they have no idea. Well, it sounds like you don't have a business yet, or and but you get well nine different things that are completely unrelated. Right. <laughs> yeah. And even I really didn't do good with the today. flapjacks and gas station, but you know, it's something like that. Right? <laughs> That's right. And even people that know who they help sometimes on the, what do you charge or what are your packages? It's like, well, uh, everybody's different. You know, I've got a different deal with every single person. You right. know, I'm, I'm not a business. I'm a series of one-offs and, uh, right. You know, that's fine. If you're a solo and you just want to make enough money to live on, you're only going to have fewer than 10 customers. Maybe you can live with everybody has a different model, right? But if you're going to scale at all, you know, your back office people are going to hate you if you've got 50 customers and every one of them has a different contract, right? (laughs) Oh, right. I mean, it's, it's, I think that's going to be just a mess. So, but the thing is, if you can figure out, you know, who, so those, those key questions we want you to be asking yourself, getting super clear on as we kind of, we're going to, and, you know, we're going to head into some additional podcasts this year, which are really helped you building a tech business, right? We want that hustle of yours, whether it's a big business or a little one, we want that thing to be doing well for you. And we want to help you with some pieces of that. And, uh, talk you through some of those things. But part of this is just if we think the core thing at the beginning is, and we, I understand this can change later, but the who you help is the most important question that you have got to figure out how you're going to answer. And it's who am I trying to help and how am I transforming them when I'm doing this, right? So whatever I do. So, you know, if I were thinking about, you know, for me, as I think about some of the stuff that we do for Tech After Five, right? I mean, you are frequently coming to Tech After Five because you're saying, I'm running a tech business and I need to meet more people like me because I'm lost or I don't have all the customers I need or I don't I don't have the go-to-market partners that I need or I don't even know how to solve some of the business problem, you know, because I came out of this being a professional. I'm now aiming at trying to run a business of this or I am running a business. I might even be successful at it, but I still am bumping into things periodically. I just need someone to give me some advice. on. <laughs> you might have noticed that there's a dog here. So let's just get this out of the way. This is the puppy. He is a very cute puppy, but he's occasionally making noise and licking and whatnot. he's sitting on the chair next to my, he's my zoom co-pilot for the day. And he's usually super, super quiet, but this morning he's not as you can hear. (laughs) I'm glad you showed that that was a dog because I, it sounded like a parrot at first. Nice. So I'm occasionally, when I turn my head and I've done this a couple of times, I thought it might be quick and I could get away with it. I'm handing him back his toy. So he'll play with his toy and not bark, but he's usually pretty good about it. Yeah. So, um, 
you know, another way to look at it is what problem am I solving? For this right. Who is my, who is it that I'm trying to serve? What problem do they have and how am I helping them solve that problem? What good am I doing for them? Right. That's, and that's how you create. I mean, that's really at the end of the day, that's how you create uh, values to solve people's problems. Yeah. So our thing in this is like, what is the avatar of that person, right? What are they, what is them and their presenting problem and how do I do that? And then, you know, how many of those are around, you know, we're going to work on later about how you find more of those and bring more of them to you, et cetera. But at the beginning, it's like, okay, who is it? What problem am I solving? And if you get all that clear on that bit, this is pretty useful for you because you'll know what to say no to, right? That's one of the things we like about this. Well, that's exactly right. And the better you get at it, the more easy it is for you to have them turn themselves into you just by asking. Ah, that's Phil's evil technique, right? Make all of my best prospects turn themselves into me. So um, that's the way I like to do it anyway. So today, what we really wanted to do is get you focused, get you, the audience, focused on just a few questions. One, you know, what did you learn from 2020? What are your opportunities in 2021? And then are you crystal clear on who you're helping and how you help them? And if you're not, you need to spend some time with you and a pencil and a piece of paper and get that worked out. That's right. Or come to a mastermind. Oh yeah. Or you could come to the mastermind and spend some time with us. And we talk this or we get to ask these questions from people a lot and it's an awfully fun thing for us to do. You can do this. If you'd like us to hold your hand, we can do that as well um, and be part of you and whatever it is that you are working on. All right. I think we've answered today's questions. I mean, this is, I wanted too much homework and we're going to overwhelm some people. I want to give them just the right amount of homework. So they're thinking about how to take their gig or enterprise or whatever to the next level. So this is how we get reset for right now. Yeah. So go do that. Let us know what you uh, come up with. What, you know, if you learned interesting lessons, share them with the group. People, uh, you might help other people with their thinking. Yeah, I would really suggest right now, I mean, a good place to do that might be to come and hit us up inside of our Facebook group. And we'll put links out to that as well. But, you know, we've got folks joining us. It's a relatively new thing for us, but it's just the idea is if you're one of those people that are listening to us regularly, if you're one of those people that are coming to some of our events and want to have an ongoing conversation, that's just kind of a good little place to do a little patter back and forth. And uh, if you're interested in talking to us about the mastermind, we've got ways for you to do that too. Um, we'll stick a link here. All right. Right, Scott, how do uh, people find you? You find me on LinkedIn where I'm just Scott Pfeiffer. Uh, you could send me an email at strategybusinessconsulting at gmail.com, or you can usually find me at the Greenville Tech After Five. Awesome. Well, I hope they, everybody shows up at Greenville Tech After Five or any of our Tech After Fives, or maybe you come join us at one of our coffee events, which we're doing typically Tuesdays, 10 a.m. Eastern time, U.S. So come hang out with us if that's your kind of thing. But uh, what we really want you to do is get involved with our group by hanging out at Tech After Five events, whichever ones make sense for you. And you can do all that by hitting techafterfive.com. And I apologize once again for Ace the Wonder Pup who is uh, making a lot of noise in here behind me. But uh, hopefully we'll be done with that for this morning. Thanks for uh, listening and we'll see you next time. Bye guys.